I wrote a letter to the president and asked him to forgive my student loans. <laughs> We're back with another episode. It's been a minute. We've missed you. And we hope you've missed us. This week, it's going to just be April and I, but we do have some exciting interviews set up for the weeks to come that we are super excited about. So be ready. Thanks for listening to our 17th episode. If you haven't liked, subscribed, rated, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Get your life together and share. Share with your friends, family, work friends, People you know, people you don't know. We truly appreciate it. Well, hello again. Hi. I haven't talked to you in like two weeks. This is weird. Yeah, it is totally weird. It's just, oh my God, two weeks. It feels like, I don't even know what it feels like. It's like I'm at work and I talk to somebody and I'll be like, didn't I tell you like yesterday that blah 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 and they'll be like that was at the beginning of the shift and I was like what it felt like three days ago I know (laughs) so it's like it's a weird thing it's like time flies because all you do is work sleep work sleep work sleep but at the same time when you're there it's like from hour one to hour 12 feels like days it does and especially when you drive and it's not like you go outside when you're at work or anything but like mm-hmm. when you drive to work and it's dusk or not dusk what's what's the nighttime one is that dusk it's evening <laughs> evening <laughs> it's evening my darling it's evening so it's like it's still slightly light outside i think that's then, dusk also okay thank you and then <laughs> And then you get out to your car and it's dark. Yeah, no, I get out to the car and I'm in the parking garage and I see the sun rising and everybody's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed coming into work. And I'm like, don't talk to me. And I can see the sun coming up over the edge of the damn railing. So, But yeah, so it's been a minute. April and I both decided to work several shifts that we weren't scheduled. So that's why we didn't have an episode this past week because... We were maniacs and thought that we could, like, not sleep for six days. That was called greed. Greed. That's what that's called. (laughs) I wanted to say it's bittersweet because I want to say that we're idiots, but at the same time, instantly regretted it. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to look really nice in my paycheck, but at the same time, it's like, for me right now, I'm trying to just get as many, like, I'm trying to work as much as I can before I have to go out because I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back, so... I'm just like, I need to pad my bank account a little bit because, yeah, that's going to suck ass. I just got used to getting paid and not, you know, I was living so cheap for the last few years. Like, I was living with pretty much 10 cents in my bank account at any given moment. And then I started getting paid and now I got to go back to being cheap again because, yeah, I don't know how long this is all going to take. And I actually, okay, so... When I was a kid, when my brother first met his wife, I was like 12. And I learned from her early on that if you write letters and complain, you get free shit. So, <laughs> so and it actually works. Like, so I wrote because I bought razors that scratched my legs. I got free razors. Yeah, so I wrote a letter. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is a real stretch, but I figured the hell worth a chance. I wrote a letter to the president and asked him to forgive my student loans. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was like, dear President Biden, I'm no. a sad sack and I can't work. I just worked so hard for this nursing license and now I can't work. Can you please forgive my loss? That was a much better letter than what I just made it sound like. But I was going to say, did you pull the C word? I did, actually. I I have no shame. You know what? If you have the unfortunate circumstance that you find yourself with cancer, I think you should be allowed to drop that word. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, I legit, I was like, I just spent the last few years of my life working towards a college degree that I never thought I would have, and... Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good letter, but I don't expect anything. We'll let you guys know if Biden replies. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't hold your breath. I, I just money. want more money in my bank account. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about all that. Because you know what I found out? A compression bra. Insurance doesn't cover that shit. I have to wear one for weeks and weeks and weeks. They're $100. It's ridiculous. That's a lot. It is. It's ridiculous. Give us an update if you want um, to. Yeah, so at this point, it's... I'm getting, I'm having a double mastectomy uh, at the end of March. And so they'll cut my boobs off. And I I learned how it's actually done. And it's actually kind of weird. Like, I've been doing a lot of research. And I haven't even wanted to do a lot of research on all this stuff. It just happens. I wake up in the middle of the night and I think of something. And I grab my phone and I look it up. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, okay, I need to know this, and I need to know that. And I I must have read the pathology report for everything like 8,000 times. I have picked apart every letter in that pathology report. So basically what happens is I'm going to go in, they're going to cut my boobs open, and it's they like scoop the meat out. It's, it's actually, <laughs> it's, I, like, I just don't, I don't know what I thought would happen as compared to what I'm finding out actually happens it's like they like make like a opening and then they go in and they scoop all the meat out and they plop it out and that all gets sent off to pathology and then they sew it back shut but they put like expanders in so that the expanders can work on stretching the skin out so that you can get implants put in I don't know how long it's going to be between getting my boobs cut off and getting the new implants put in, but it's it's just a it's a process I never thought about before. And then they got to go into the armpit, they take out like a sentinel lymph node. It's like they ins- they inject dye somehow and then the dye shows like what like from the tumor where it like the lymph like feeds in from somewhere. I still don't quite understand that part all the way, but they're going to take out lymph nodes. They're going to take out all the meat. They send it all off to pathology. They see if there's any more spots of cancer than the one that they originally found. They get, you know, they test lymph nodes, see if there's any cancer in there, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, so, but there's like so much stuff. It's like, I'm going to go home with four JP drains hanging out. One, one on each side goes like kind of into the armpit area and then one, is like in the chest area and yeah that's gonna be interesting because they gotta stay in from what i understand they can stay in for one to two weeks after you have it done and you have to empty them constantly and 
I don't know. It just doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. And then compression bras, and then there's mastectomy pillows that you gotta, like, just so your arms can lay right, and you can't sleep. Obviously, you can't sleep on your stomach, but they say, like, you can't even sleep on your side. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how I'm gonna sleep on my back. I'm a side sleeper. I don't know so how I'm gonna sleep on my back. It, it's, it's just, it's so much. But my biggest thing, too, is not my biggest thing, obviously. My biggest thing is, I'm really hoping that I don't have to do chemo. That's probably my biggest thing, is, you know, that scares me more than anything else is that doing chemo but you know if I have to do it I do what I gotta do one of the things that I worry about honestly is after this is all said and done I know that you can't raise your arms above your head like they're like you gotta get shirts that you can button up because you can't put your arms up over your head you can't do this you can't do that you got a lot of weight restrictions and blah 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 and it's like once everything heals and the expanders are done and they're ready to come out then the implants go in and then you got to heal from that and you have the weight restrictions still I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to work in the emergency room I don't know if I'm going to physically be able to do it and if I can I don't know how long that's going to take you know what I mean like I almost feel like I'm going to have to go back to work in a less physically demanding job in the ED I'm like I don't know I'm like I don't necessarily know that I would want to work with babies but I'm like god like at this point the only thing I'm going to be able to lift up is is like NICU patient but I don't know. So, yeah, so that's what's up with me. I'm just working, trying to work, trying to make a little bit of money and figure out what happens and whatever. And I'm going to say goodbye to my tits. You'll that's feel fine. like me. Yeah, you know what? And honestly, I don't really <laughs> mind that part. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Seventh grade, I was in a C cup, I think. And then from there on, they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now they're in a G. And I don't need a G. I don't want a G. I don't like having gigantic boobs. But, you know, this wasn't the way I wanted to go about making them smaller either. Yeah. I am kind of interested to see how it feels. You know what I'm scared of is the fact that I have a big ass and I have big boobs. And I'm scared that I'm going to look so disproportionate. You were planning on getting a reduction anyway. So what was your original plan? My original plan was probably to go to something like a D, double D, something. It's so... Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because I'm like, oh my god, that's so much smaller. You're like, I would love to just be a double D. I don't even think I could get a double D. Like, that might be too much for me. I wish I was part of the itty bitty titty committee, but... I don't have the the rest of the body wouldn't go with that. Can you believe that when I had kids when I was pregnant, my boobs actually were way bigger than they are now? What? Yeah, they were gigantic. Like, I, when I had Lily and I was trying to breastfeed, I had to stop because I couldn't see her. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, where are you? I was like, oh my God. Because right now, I mean, my bra... They, like, I could put my bra on my head like a hat. After I when I had the kids, they were, like, bigger than that, which is <laughs> crazy. So, anyway, but that's what's going on with me. I was going to tell you about two things that I thought about it that were kind of funny that happened while I was at work during yes. my last four-day stretch. And one of the things, and it's something that I, I don't know if I'll ever see this situation again, Um, because I don't think it's a very common thing. And this is something that 
I don't know. It was just kind of weird to me. And nobody even realized until this patient went for a CT scan. Like, I don't know. Just nobody had paid attention to it, really. And anyway, the patient was very, I don't know. He was like a total care type patient. So he had, he, he has a catheter in and it's permanently. And I don't know if they're going to take it out eventually. I don't know. Regardless, that's not really what I was going to talk about. What I was going to say is he has a, per- he has like this permanent or semi-permanent catheter in place and it was it was grungy and it needed to be changed Mm -hmm. out and I changed it out and they told me right before I went in to change it what they saw on the CT scan had rods put into his penis so that it would be erect all the time what the heck I when I grabbed it to put the catheter into it it was hard as a rock (laughs) and it was sticking straight out and it just that's how it is all the time i think it would like he had to have something else done and you know how you had to ask them if they have you know metal anywhere in their body anything in your body that you weren't born with and he was like nah i got nothing i'm like what about your penis he's like oh i forgot about that (laughs) okay i guess you haven't used those rods in a while i just tried to figure out why he even had those. I can only imagine that it was to please his partner slash partners. Yeah. Um, because I don't see where it would enhance his pleasure. Yeah. Disturbing a little bit. Yeah. Without warning. Yeah. So. It was just kind of, it was just weird. It was like one of those things where I don't know if I'll ever see this again. So I need to mark it in my memory, even though it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Add that to the weirdness tally. And we've definitely got some things going on. But the other thing, and this just made me laugh. We just, we, I don't know why, but the first three nights out of four nights, three out of four nights, we were slammed we were slammed to the point where it was like when you first walk in at seven o'clock you've got a full board you have got people lined up in the waiting room you've got people that have been there for hours and normally as the night goes on it kind of trickles and it gets a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less and a lot of times by morning you'll have one or two people left yeah why are you tired it's like yeah We've cleared the board. Yeah, we cleared the board. In the last hour. (laughs) Yeah, but those three nights, oh my God, it it never stopped. And we had, at one point, we had five, they didn't come in together, they all came in separately, but we had five drunk men Hmm. in, and they all had to be babysat, so they all had to be put, like, kind of out in the open in in like just curtains i can see you i can make sure that you're okay but they were angry they were laughing they were loud they were cursing one of the drunk men at one point started scatting he was like i was like oh my god i looked at one of the girls and i was like is that dude scatting right now like i was like oh my god (laughs) and then there was another point where it was like the one dude he didn't fall as much as he stumbled and he kept getting out of the bed kept trying to get out of the bed kept trying to get out of the bed and these are not people where i'm talking like they were kind of drunk these are people who like you or i would probably be dead 
if we have yeah. this much alcohol in our system. And so the one of the girls I work with, she was doing a sterile procedure and we have curtains. We don't have room. So she was doing a sterile procedure in her quote unquote room with curtains. Dude, he tried to get out of the bed and he was told, you need to get back in the bed. There's not that many of us. We can't we can't babysit that many people one on one all night long. So you got to get back in the bed. So he started to scoot back up into the bed. And when he did, he kind of missed and he like slid off to the side and he just kind of crumpled down to the floor and his head (laughs) ended up underneath the curtain in the next bay. And he's looking up at the girl who's standing there with her (laughs) sterile gloves on. Good morning. (laughs) Hello. Hey. What you doing in there? Yeah, it was just a crazy night. We actually had a guy, (laughs) he asked his nurse, his wife brought him in and like dropped him off and she didn't want to hang out because covid you know she was just like i'll just wait in the car for you he actually said to the nurse that night he was like we're at this hospital right and she was like yeah he was like okay i was just making sure my wife didn't just drop me off at a psych hospital (laughs) (laughs) that is how bad it was but so you were slamming the same that those that's what i was gonna say is i was actually talking to somebody last night i'm like our senses has been low with covid here lately it's picked up in this past week Uh i don't know what happened i don't know what was in the water it was like banging like somebody said that to me they were like this is what it was like before covid yes and i loved it nobody else did i mean but it it was still kind of a shock to me because i'm like oh jesus this was interesting to me when i came on to shift and i was so upset because still to this day i still have not seen physically seen a chest tube being put into a patient and so i was so upset i'm like oh my god and i told the doctor said you couldn't have waited 20 minutes to put that in (laughs) obviously joking the exact same thing happened to me and it was literally 10 minutes before i got there they had put a chest tube in someone because the patient had a pneumothorax they were like well we just put this in just a couple minutes ago and i'm like like really like i had only known chest tubes from nclex world and textbook mm-hmm. so for me and i don't have much to say about it because it wasn't my patient but i like definitely was being a freaking linger and i was like if you have to do anything in that room will you please tell me and i'm gonna go with you to the nurse that had because i was like so intrigued by it and and even in nursing chest tubes and the, the chambers and the waters and all that stuff it was confusing to me but once i saw it in person saw it and what it was all talking about it made more sense was it was that? pretty cool he's extremely lucky to be alive and he acted extremely lucky to be alive, which is cool to see. That's always nice when they're glad that they're alive. No, because there's so many that you see that come in and they're just like, oh my God, like, why am I still here? And you're like, there's people that would trade places with you, I promise. You know, there was yeah. one guy, he was going, he was, this is another drunk guy. This is a different night though, but. He was talking to himself and he's just like, actually, I don't even know if he was drunk. He told me that he had done meth and. So, anyway, he was talking to himself, and I'm listening, because I was cleaning a room right near where he was, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I know what I did was wrong, and I know that I shouldn't have done it, and it was so wrong, and I shouldn't have done it, and it was so wrong, and I'm so sorry, and I I hope I can be forgiven, and I'm thinking, and I had him in the room going, oh my god, where did he bury the bodies? Yeah. You know? So, I come out of the room, 
and he looks at me and he's like, oh, I'm such a bad person. What I did was so wrong. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, meth. I'm like, oh God, that's it. <laughs> We have two really, really good interviews set up, and I can't wait. I'm so excited, and I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they're very interesting, and be looking out for those. This week on Dumbass Things, what did you do? Oh, what did I do? It's super, I think it's anticlimactic. So, I was charting but I was also talking to one of my other nurses and I have you know the little spinny rolly chairs I was sitting in the chair and Mm -hmm. I am constantly moving even if I'm sitting down in the chair my feet are tapping or if you give me the luxury of a rolly chair I'm I'm moving my hips my hips are going side (laughs) to side like a little circle motion sitting there it's quiet which is very scary to say the keyword in the ER but at that moment in time since this is past it was quiet and i'm sitting there and security busts through there's the door behind us they bust through the door behind us and i was like what what, what what's going on and he looks at me and he's like everybody looks calm right now and i was like yeah he's like what you push the button i go ah. I, said, <laughs> I go ah, I, said, I know what you did what what button <laughs> he goes the button it, it was pushed four times and i go what and he goes the button under your computer <laughs> is the, the essentially uh. it's a secret button which is great but there's Underneath certain computers, there's a little button that if there was something bad happening or an altercation or anything, you can push it secretly to alert the security and they come. And that's like bad. Like somebody's immediately in danger. They need to be there now. So, yeah, I guess when I'm spinning, my knee pushed it four times within three minutes. <laughs> So they bust through and they're like, yo, what's like looking at me? And I'm like, hey, I literally thought that you didn't know about this. Yeah, but you didn't know about it. Why didn't anybody tell you about it? Here's my other dumbass thing. I knew about the button. Oh, I did. I did. (laughs) Never mind. Um, (laughs) I knew about the button. I knew exactly where it was. When he mentioned it, I pointed at it. Yeah, they talked about you. (laughs) I just thought of something dumb. And it's yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's dumb, but it's like it's something. It's not something that I did like recently. Dumb. It's like it was a, I guess, a realization that I had. And I said long time ago in one of our first episodes, probably that like a CT without contrast, obviously, is a CT without contrast. CT without contrast, obviously, is a CT without contrast. And then. You had a CT with contrast, and you had a CTA. And I said in one of our first episodes that I realized that a CTA and a CT with contrast are the same thing. And I realized, like, just recently, a CT with contrast, a CTA, a CT with oral contrast, or a CT without contrast. And I'm sure that there's more... Maybe we'll have to get somebody in radiology to come on here and talk to us about it. But anyway, so that's my dumb thing is that back in the beginning of all this, I was like, a CT with IV contrast is the same thing as a CTA. There is never a day that I go into work that I don't feel dumb at least twice. At least. At least twice. And then I'm not even counting the little (laughs) things. The little things are the most embarrassing. Right. That's why I'm not even no. counting them. I'm counting like the big things that I feel dumb about. And then we had, oh my God, we had a, we had somebody that had to be intubated and they gave me the drugs to push and they were like, 
they're labeled. This is this, and this is this, and this is the one you're going to push, and then this is the second one you're going to push. You don't want to push the paralytic first. And I'm like, okay. And I had them straight. And I was making sure that I had them straight. And I actually put the paralytic down, like, next to me, so I didn't even have it in my hand. So I pushed the medicine in, and it wasn't rock. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But anyway, I pushed the medicine in, and this little skinny dude who we were trying to intubate would not go out we and the doctor was like this has never even happened this has never happened before oh my god what is going on this has never happened to me before this person would just would not go out would they this person had enough drugs on board by the end that it should have knocked out an elephant and the person was probably under 150 yeah. pounds easy and we were all like oh my god i mean even in the end he was still trying to you know sit up and pull his tube out that's it for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next week on emergency entrance share like and subscribe